Hello and welcome to night number 24 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 4, the Stephen King of Horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Oh boy, night 24 brings us to possibly one of the worst Stephen King adaptations. In all honesty, it could be a short episode. I think it's probably best if we just go ahead and announce this one. Starring John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, and Isabel Furman, this is the 2016 Todd Williams-directed Cell. Alright, so a precursor to this episode. I have read the book Cell. I think it's actually a pretty awesome book. It's not great by any stretch, but it was a very entertaining read. Around the time that this book came out, there was a movie that came out with a very similar plot device and kind of a story as well. That movie was called The Signal, which was a low-budget thriller in itself, and it was very effective with what it did and what it was able to accomplish with a limited budget. The movie adaptation of the Stephen King book Cell I don't think was very successful at all. We'll get into that in a little bit. I think I should probably go and talk about the plot, just in case you're not familiar with the actual source or this film. Cell tells the story of graphic novelist Clay Riddell, played by John Cusack. He's separated from his wife and he's at the airport when all of a sudden a signal breaks out with everybody that was on their phone at the time, if they were talking to somebody, had a Bluetooth headset in, it turns them into murderous psychopaths. More or less zombies, but the big difference between these are that the zombies are actually alive. They don't seem to really want to munch down on anyone's flesh either, even though you do see a guy chowing down on a dog in the airport scene pretty early in the movie. Clay then goes off on a quest to find his wife, possibly soon to be ex-wife, and his son. He teams up with Tom McCourt and Alice Maxwell to aid him on his journey. So, as I said, I read this book. I enjoyed this book. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was an entertaining read. It wasn't very long either. One of the things that ran through my head when I was reading it was this would make a pretty good movie. I was thrilled to find out years later that Eli Roth was actually attached to write and direct the film version. And then it kind of went silent. And then I found out that Eli Roth was no longer attached, possibly due to creative differences. I'm assuming that's the logical reason of why. They went and found another director, Todd Williams, who up until that point, the only thing that I knew that he directed was Paranormal Activity 2, which was an alright film, but it was almost essentially the same thing as the first one. There's not really a whole lot you can do with that series of films. Anyway, I had no reason to think that this movie was in danger. But then, all of a sudden, news stopped on this film. All of a sudden, you didn't hear anything about it. I heard that John Cusack was supposed to be in it with Samuel L. Jackson, which was awesome because they were great together in 1408. This should be a surefire good movie. Not only that, Stephen King was co-writing the script. How could this go bad? How could this go wrong? Why did I seemingly go years without hearing any news on this movie? Well, that's probably because it's not very good. 
It was shot back in 2013, 2014 when I was actually hearing news about the movie. Didn't get released until 2016, so it was sitting on a shelf somewhere. Probably for good reason. The first thing that'll stick out to you when you start up Cell is the amount of production companies that are attached to this one. It forces you to sit through like maybe, I don't know, like 10 different production companies that worked on this movie. I find it hard to believe that it was that hard to get financing and that there was that many companies with their hands in the cookie jar. But apparently there was, and maybe that's why the movie turned out the way it did. There's lots of things in the movie, to me, it feels like a big mishmash of different things. The editing of the film itself is a giant mess. I feel like there's something missing from it. And there may even be a good movie to come from the shot footage, but the end product is not very good. Not only does it have bad editing, it looks cheap. The whole thing has a cheap feel about it. I don't know how they were able to get Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack in this film. I would imagine they would have had some kind of halfway decent payday. I remember when this movie came out, I was excited for it, mostly because of being a fan of the book. When I actually got the opportunity to check it out, I went and had it on for maybe about 10 to 15 minutes and just shut it off and forgot about it. So this was my first time watching it from start to finish. It felt like a chore to get through. There's a lot of scenes in the movie where a score would actually accentuate some of the scenes. We don't really have a whole lot of score throughout the film. Every once in a while it'll kick in, but there's a lot of scenes and moments where it's just kind of very stagnant feeling and maybe they wanted to use that as a hey they're isolated so this is what isolation feels like where there's no noises around you other than the raging lunatics that yell and scream and dance in the airport yeah they kind of dance in a way they don't have any rhyme or reason to what they're doing either i think that's another problem Sadly, the performances throughout this movie are not very good. Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack are not very good in their roles. They don't really feel or convey that there's really a crisis going on. I don't like to hate on movies just to hate on them, but seeing a movie like this, especially of a book that I enjoyed, it's really hard to find anything good to say about it if it's done poorly. I guess one of the good things that I enjoyed about it was there was a Lloyd Kaufman cameo at the very beginning of the movie. Of course, Lloyd Kaufman is head of Troma Pictures and directed The Toxic Avenger. He also makes bad movies, but he makes bad movies that are entertaining. There's a big difference there. Cell is a bad movie that's not all that entertaining, so there's really no entertainment value. You can definitely get entertainment value from a trauma film. I just didn't get very much enjoyment from this one. Seeing Lloyd Kaufman at the very beginning of this film just made me wonder, what in the world are you doing here? But hey, it was a welcome surprise. So as far as how this movie turned out, I don't know. I said about those different production companies and having too many hands in the cookie jar, too many cooks in the kitchen. It makes me wonder if all of these different parties, this is the movie that they agreed on. I think it might have been a case of trying to appease one or the other, and then another one objected to something that happened in this movie. But they should have known better to 
edit a more cohesive film. One that actually makes sense. This movie has a very open-ended ending, a very open-to-interpretation ending. And I think that's one of the worst things about what we were delivered as far as not just the movie, but the ending itself. The ending wasn't satisfying at all. It's almost like there was three different endings and you could pick whichever one you like best. It definitely tried to deliver some gotcha twists, but the twists aren't that strong and it just comes across as they had no idea how to finish this thing. I guess it is a little bit better than what we got in the actual novel, but you know what? Thinking about it, no, the novel ending was better and that book didn't even have an ending. Cell was stuck in development hell for a long time, and it was stuck in release hell for about two to three years. John Cusack was actually in an interview, and he was asked about this. And he went and said that he doesn't know what's going on with the movie because it was taken away from him and Stephen King. So I imagine that Stephen King wasn't necessarily happy with the way Cell turned out either. It would be interesting to hear King talk about it, I just don't think that he would. He has no point to, really. This is a movie that was delivered on streaming. I don't know if it ever hit theatrical or not. If it did, I don't understand how. I know how this episode sounds. It sounds like I'm comparing it to the novel. Well, I guess in some ways I am, but I wouldn't be talking about it this way if we actually were delivered a better film. Cell is a story that if it would have been delivered to the screen a little bit better, it could have had something different to say about the zombie genre. But instead, it doesn't really do anything new, and it appears to be poorly made, which I don't think that Todd Williams, the director, is really to blame. I don't think he had any say in what happened with this movie. The director is no stranger to low-budget filmmaking, especially with something like Paranormal Activity 2, which while it had a bigger budget than the first one, it still wasn't a big budget film. I would hope that Cell someday would get remade. I highly doubt that would ever happen, which is a shame because it could be a much better product than what we actually got. As it stands, I can't really recommend this one to anybody. If I recommend anything to do with Cell, I'm going to recommend the book. I hate to be that guy to be like, oh no, the book's better. Well, in this case, the book is definitely better. And this comes from somebody who enjoys the David Lynch Dune and enjoys the Frank Herbert novel Dune. I can actually go and enjoy both mediums separately. It's just I really cannot recommend this movie to anybody unless you are looking for a bad film. And if you are looking for a bad film, there's much better choices out there that are actually going to entertain you. If you are looking for something that's similar in concept, such as the weird signal, cell signal that's going to alter somebody's brainwaves and turn them into mindless killing machines, I'd recommend the movie The Signal that I mentioned earlier. That one is a very similar movie and it's much, much better. And I'm assuming a lower budget production than what this was. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes of 31 Nights of Frights or my weekly podcast, Adam Analyzes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach out to me, you can shoot me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. 
If you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Why not tell two friends? Or if you have a free moment, I'd appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. Plus, as you know by now, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night. I will see you back here tomorrow for night number 25.